I can't stop this feeling deep inside of me. Girl, you just don't realize what you do to me. When you hold me in your arms so tight, you let me know everything's all right. Welcome in everyone to the first episode of the Mad Trash Collective. Work still in progress, but we do anticipate being mad trash for your uh, pleasure. Uh, I'm the uh, host Conrad here with my co-host Jack. Uh, Jack, uh, how are you feeling about uh, about starting the first ever uh, Kansas City League Rockers Class of 2018 Fantasy Football Podcast? You know, I'm I'm, I'm pretty happy about it, Conrad. Uh, we got it a little start, or you started it off a little bit with the weekly breakdowns, but I think uh, as we get more free time and less into school, it'll be like a nice thing to do. So pretty much what we're going to do um, weekly on this podcast is go over um, the updates from the week. Uh, we'll plan to launch this usually on Tuesday uh, after all those games are wrapped up and it's time for the waiver wire. Um, we'll probably share... Some of our expertise on um, who's out there, who to get, how much money the line's saying to bid on them. We'll give a recap of, of each game. And uh, yeah, we'll just we'll be here for your viewing pleasure. We might have some guests on each week. Uh, hope we can get that going. Uh, uh, and I hope that sounds good for all you guys. But for today's episode, what we're going to focus on is a draft recap and a season preparation. So what we're going to do is we are going to go through we made a composite power rankings of all 12 teams. Uh, I did my 12. Jack did his 12. We averaged them out, and we have a top 12 for you. We will start at 12th and go to first. Um, of course, this league is hyper-competitive, so just if you're a 12 to start does not mean that you will not finish with the title, and just because you're one now does not mean you will not be, I don't know, doing the ice bucket challenge again. Um, might, uh, might be a little bit of a spoiler, but uh, I don't see the top team finish ending as the top team. <laughs> but we start now with the 12th team in our ranking, which is the Dirty Noswad. Um, yeah. Empire Strikes Back, uh, uh, the two-time champion. Um, many compare his team to the New York Giants, where they're just pretty not good during the uh, off years, but... He has two titles, which is more than any of us can say. But this year, maybe not the best start to it, Jack. I mean, let I mean, yeah, I I think this was pretty obvious. But yeah, no, his team's pretty bad. Like Saquon is an RB one. Michael Thomas drafted in the third. That was I I I really want to go over that and just recap. We all know that uh, Noswad is a Ohio State fan, but. Um, there was there was something special about that pick. Uh, Michael Thomas's ADP, I believe, is currently in the late fifth round, early sixth round. Uh, um, Noswad almost for sure could have got him on the turn. Um, he pairs him with arguably the best wide receiver in fantasy, Stefan Diggs. But uh, you got to wonder why you use that draft capital, uh, that that number three 
mid-round pick on a guy who's just had had lingering injuries. He was once a true fantasy stud. Well, had one year where he was the best wide receiver in fantasy, but we just have not seen that from him. The the, the QB question is real. Um, uh, I I I just do not know what happened with that pick. I mean, especially pairing that with like uh, Saquon. So there's a lot of big question marks. Big, big bust potential. I mean, I I, I respect Dawson drafting Dawson Knox. I mean, that's just that's just a name loyalty uh-huh. that we did not see this year from Metcalf with his boy DK. Um, however, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I do personally this year, like, uh, I like Saquon's odds. Um, but this team is just full of a lot of die rolls. You got, you got Kyler who's got the new contract. We saw the stipulations on that about, uh, him needing to cut down on his Xbox hours. We saw, (laughs) we saw, you know, he has Josh Jacobs who has just been disappointing recently. Saquon again, Used to be one of the best in fantasy, now kind of injured. Adam Thielen at flex. I mean, that guy, again, one of the guys you always wanted to have in your team. But now with Justin Jefferson overshadowing him, I just I, – I, I don't see it. And then, you know, the bench, he really went big on uh, on some Chiefs legends uh, such as Sky Moore, uh, Isaiah Pacheco, uh, and Byron Pringle, who no longer plays for the Chiefs. <laughs> but now plays for probably the worst offense oh, well. in the entire uh, NFL, Jack. Yeah, I just, oh, God, just P.U. Like, I just do not know what, what he was doing here. La, I mean, like, for a competitive league, like, ugh, you, you hope to see better. And, you know, Dawson. many have slept on Dawson before, and, you know, I, I fully trust his moves during the season. He'll come out strong, but this is not a great start. So we're going to move on now to our number 11, the other dirty team in our league, the Dirty Dynasty Declan Shea, uh, one-time, one-time league winner back in the days of Dylan Cease and Nate Lukey and Michael Crow. It was just a different world. Um, you know, he, he, he did win that title, though. He is a member, the founding member of the Golden Jacket Club. But uh, most recently, he was uh, dumping an ice bucket on his head and Tagging Jake Thompson, Father Giacobazzi, and Morgan Richards, Jack. Oh, yeah. I mean, all I have to say is this. Hello, Bozo. <laughs> Hello, Bozo. Yeah, it's just, it's just not looking good. Like, again, I like the Devontae Adams pick a lot. There's a lot of upside there. I mean, I have Aaron Jones in my other league. I, I was looking at Tom Brady. Like, if, if Joe Burrow wasn't there, I probably would have snagged him. And I like Daryl Henderson, but... I'm just not seeing a lot of star power here. Like, I wouldn't want Aaron Jones as my RB1. I mean, but I like the Deontay Johnson pick. That's going to that's gonna depend on, a, you know, quarterback play, but Kenny Pickett's looking pretty good. How do you feel? Yeah, definitely some, some smart picks here. I like that Daryl Henderson late-round draft. I think he's one of those guys who the, there's so many questions around Cam Akers right now. Um, I really do think that Daryl Henderson could become – one of the steals of the drafts, and maybe that can make up for. Um, I think what we both feel is a is a pretty weak RB room here. You know, you got Aaron Jones is the RB one, which you know I like Aaron Jones a lot, but with the AJ Dillon situation in Green Bay, um, even that is he is not the workhorse anymore. Uh, you got J.K. No. Dobbins, uh, otherwise known as uh, you know Spaghetti Knees. Um, I, I don't I don't know I don't know if I would even 
want J.K. Dobbins as you know uh, as a flex because uh, right now you know the the Ravens backfield their lead running back we know probably is going to be Lamar Jackson. So the question is, where does uh, as your RB two J.K. Dobbins fit into it? His flex is Deontay, which is a good flex if you had better RBs because after that he's got Miles Sanders, Jimmy Cooks, who I like. Uh, Daryl Henderson, and then, of course, Ronald Jones, uh, another classic uh, uh, home league pick right there who barely made the 53-man roster. But, um, you know, uh, Declan in recent years just has not been showing his best. We know that he's still a total fantasy shark. I guess guess the question has just been – he tries. He tries. I guess the question has just been where where has it been? Where has it been, Declan? Where are the wins? We we see the – we see the production. We see the dedication. We just want to know where the wins are. Yeah, I mean, it's not like your Will Tanky where you're just falling backwards every week. But I really like his bench. Um, I love. I like the Ayuk pick, especially if, uh, you know, Trey Lance performs. James Cook is great. And I was looking at Daryl Henderson in the back end because I just do not trust uh, – Cam Akers coming off an Achilles injury. Yeah, um, there, there is, there is a lot to like about this team, but um, you know, again, time will tell with some of these early teams we're going through. With that, we'll go to number ten, which is one of the most beloved members of uh, the Mad Trash uh, Coalition, which is Riley Metcalf. Um, Riley Metcalf is a famous. Uh, member of this league, arguably the poster boy of the league, after dubbing uh, the Math Hub sweatshirt with pride. Um, you know, I, I, I have, a, I have a, a lot of respect for uh, Metcalf's dedication to this league. He has hosted the draft half the time. He hosted it last year by himself, showed up this year in a suit. You never know what you're going to get out of Metcalf, but you always look forward to it. He's a spicy guy, one of our best friends, you know. But uh, let's, let's look at his team real quick. Like, uh, what do you like about it? Well, I mean, Metcalf was always starting from a really great spot here with uh, the 12th overall pick, um, but taking his keeper from last year. Justin Jefferson is going in most drafts right now at that 4 through 6 spot. Metcalf gets him at that 12 spot, which, of course, means that in the second round, he's taken mid-round, first-round value and getting top-of-the-round, second-round value, which he used to get DeAndre Swift. And those two, I mean, I could not ask for a better start to a draft than that. Um, DeAndre Swift, I still have a few questions. Hard knocks definitely fire me up a bit, but you can also see even in that coaching staff, they still need to see DeAndre Swift to that next level. I really like the bet on him to do it this year. Um, Metcalf clearly buying a lot of Detroit stock and TJ Hawkinson, probably after seeing him clip Tamke's boy Hutchinson uh, in that episode one, Mm. probably fired him up a little. And uh, yeah, I mean, Obviously, I think Mahomes is a little undervalued this year as a quarterback. I think not only do is he the consensus best quarterback in football, he also has had some legendary fantasy performances. The issue we kind of had with this team is just very good, uh, very good starting lineup. I think I, I, I think Clyde's due for a bounce back year. I think uh, most fantasy algorithms are really undervaluing him. But uh, I, I just look at his bench and I, I see no depth here, Jack. I know. I like again. He he has like a really good shot, like probably better than any of us at having the RB one in DeAndre Swift. That's how high I'm, I am on him. Uh, he's got the RB, got a 
high chance at the wide receiver one with Justin Jefferson. I mean, he was going off the board as the wide receiver one because, like, whether or not you're chasing last year with Cooper Cup or you're trying to get the next guy. And then, like, obviously Patrick Mahomes always has a chance to end as the QB one. But if we take a look at the uh, bench here, I mean, ugh. Chubba Hubbard, awful. Marlon, <laughs> Mack. Marlon Mack got cut already. And then Zach Wilson, <laughs> Zach Wilson screwed up his Metcalf knee. does currently have a, a free agent as what I believe was his uh, 12th or 13th round pick. Uh, that was not a throwaway pick. So that is that is definitely interesting. Um, you know, and then, you know, the Mormon on the bench, that's that's a questionable decision. Um, you got to wonder if that was just a, just a simple jest, but – can't be just in these drafts. This 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 league has gotten too serious for that. Um. I know. I mean, I I I have a good hunch that our buy-in is going to go up 50, is going to go up next year as well. So especially with keepers being involved, like these labor on picks matter. Like no one no one should be auto drafting anymore. Like right. get your guys. You know. Right. I I definitely agree, and I'm glad that we have the live draft now, which prevents that. So now we're going to move up to that uh, third tier. Um, uh, we are up to number nine in our consensus rankings, which is Anthony Kammerer, the reigning league winner. Um, yeah, I got a little something for him. So, I'm Pickle Rick! I'm Pickle Rick! <laughs> I thought he would appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, you take a look at, at the Martin City Gabagools, which rebranded from the Hogs in a in a in, in a bit of a questionable decision, but one that clearly has paid dividends. Definitely playing up the sand trap, you know, good chicken parm there. Oh, so, oh, so I've heard yeah, that. I mean, I hear Mo comes through. I mean, that is that is the kind of place you want to be drafting from. You want to be watching a game from, um, and that's the place where the league trophy currently resides. Um, it sits at the podium of the sand of the sand trap, and you know, however Cambo does uh, in the future of this league, he will always have that ring but we look at his team this year um you know as i mentioned during draft i feel like he probably had the weakest of the keepers uh Najee harris I, I i don't fault him for keeping him and uh he ended up having one of those later round picks later um later in the draft picks i should say uh so definitely um ended up being perfectly fine probably where you get Najee harris anyway um i look at a lot of his team. And this is my issue with every team that goes on Travis Kelsey. You, you, you usually, you get one stud, right? You get a Derrick Henry. Um, you're usually able to, you're usually able to get Travis Kelsey in the mid second round and you're feeling pretty good. You have, you're looking at your team through two rounds and you have someone like, uh, again, like in this case, a Najee Harris and a Travis Kelsey. But then you go to those next rounds, you see how your team starts filling out Brees Hall as your RB2. T. Higgins as a wide receiver one. I do not hate that. Of course, he's not the number one option on the team, though. Never great for a wide receiver one. Amon Ross St. Brown is a pretty weak wide receiver two. Um, we'll see if his Mr. Universe father has anything to say about me on the last episode of Hard Knocks for saying that. Um, Gabe Davis is – And he'll know. Gabe Davis might have just been a flash in the pen in the playoffs. I probably would have drafted him too. But, again, at flex, I think that's a weak flex. Um, and again, we look at another bench that I just think it's a bad case of, you know, it's, it's a mix of a, a mix of guys that I would have just not drafted at all, not even the 16th round. And then those upper echelon guys are just kind of guys, you know, I, I don't see 
with the exception of MVS, which I don't think would happen, but I do think he does have a high ceiling. I don't see any high ceilings on this bench. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I, I think I rated his team higher than you did, probably like a little three spots higher. Because uh, I love I love the art running backs. I mean, Brees Hall, like, I believe he was the highest drafted running back this year. Uh, Jets would have gotten him in the first if they needed to. Um, I love the sun god, Amon Ross St. Brown. Like, he is he is a stud. Like, especially with Jared Goff this year. I still believe in Jared Goff. But yeah, I totally agree. Like Travis Kelsey, like that's a bit that's a that's a lot of draft capital to give up for a 33-year-old tight end. I mean, we both I think he's the greatest tight end of all time. I'm sure a lot of people in our league would agree with that, but I don't know, a lot of a lot of potential in the starting lineup. Uh, but and I love the Gabe Davis pick. Love Gabe Davis because they didn't get anyone else. A lot of people left that year, Emmanuel Sanders and uh, everyone's favorite anti-vaxxer. Uh, but yeah, I mean, oh, his bench is just, it's so bad. Like Cameron, what are you doing? Drafting two Jacksonville wide receivers. <laughs> hey, he's hedging his bets there with, oh, uh, with I mean, Trevor Lawrence. He's following the money in Christian Kirk, but like Naheem Hines, if Jonathan Taylor goes down, he's not going to have that role. Like, it's just, they're going to have to pivot to just a different offense. Like they just don't, you can't replace the best running back in football right now. And I'd like MBS, <laughs> but eh. Cambo could be holding you hostage in a few weeks if Taylor goes down there with that Naheem Hines trade. It sounds like you wouldn't bite on that type of trade, but I would that, not, is, no. that is a move I like doing. You know, here, uh, something that Cambo did do, um, which is part of the reason we say that he doesn't have a pretty high ceiling, is that he has some handcuffs here, like Naheem Hines and Jamal Williams, who are handcuffs to arguably um, the two of the three best running backs in all of fantasy. Um, but, but, but again, um, I, I just, I don't think that, uh, I, I just don't think this is a team that has the explosiveness that you need to win a fantasy championship. It's going to probably take some trades. I mean, it's a lot of Jags, you know, I mean, I don't want, I don't want to give away my secret because I'm sure you'll see it on my roster, but you draft young, you look at second year wide receivers, you look at like rookie running backs you look at opportunity and i just do not see that here like devin signal terry he's a jag you know he's just a guy like it's oh it's not looking good but that's I, that's how i feel I, um i like his i like his uh i like his starting lineup a lot though so i did have him higher but uh we can go ahead and move to the next one conrad yeah our, our next pick at at number eight um, is joe russell uh Wyco's finest now this team does have a very dark cloud over it um, because of a very questionable ethical decision. Joe decided that he had no issue making um, in this draft. He, with the 15th pick, um, Joe drafted uh, Deshaun Watson, who uh, these days isn't really known for his uh, talents. Um, He's just kind of a horrible person, probably. I mean, of course, we just don't, feel like I mean what a what a bullet the Chiefs dodged by drafting Patrick Mahomes instead of Deshaun Watson in twenty seventeen. I know I would not have wanted Deshaun Watson in my city. Moving on past that though, we gotta give Joe we gotta give Joe his fair shake. Um, I wow. think that um, something that I like about this team um, is this really good 
wide receiver core he has. Obviously, um, that's kind of how Joe started the draft. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's Jamar great. Chase, I think, is the, is the – A, is my personal 1B to Justin Jefferson. They're always compared, of course. But literally, it's just so similar. They're so explosive. He was so good last year. I just see no reason he's slowing down at all. Um, that's a very strong pick. Uh, Tyreek obviously comes with quite a bit of risk uh, with the new situation. But we, we all we all have um, long memories. We remember what Tyreek was like with Alex Smith, and we know what he was like with Patrick Mahomes. And he played a pretty different role on those two teams. Uh he definitely became the greatest wide receiver in fantasy for a couple of years because of Mahomes, because Tyreek got that, um, you know, throw a 60-yard bomb to me potential that he was getting like once every two, literally two games during our Super Bowl run. Um, uh, Tua, obviously, um, maybe a little overhated at this point, um, but such a large QB downgrade. I always worry about... Um, wide receivers in new situations. Uh, Sometimes you can really explode there, but um, I feel like a lot of times, uh, especially if you have any off the field personalities, which wide receivers can tend to have, um, I I, I worry about about, uh, chemistry a lot. I worry about um, simply just how much of their success came from um, the schemes that the coach ran, how much of their success, because we haven't seen Tyreek Hill outside of of an Andy Reid-led team. Leaving one of the best if not the best situation in the NFL. Um, so I'm a little worried about that pick. But um, yeah, moving beyond that, um, he also has Hollywood Brown, who I think is a very strong flex. I think he is going to feast without DeAndre Hopkins there for the first several weeks. Um, and even when Newcomb gets back, I think Hollywood will have carved up an incredible role in that offense. The NFC West is going to play in so many high-scoring games this year. They play the AFC West. They play their themselves. It's just... It, the, the two West divisions in football, you, you want as much stock in that as possible. Obviously, you don't force it, but that's just a great situation. Um, and then uh, I, I guess the last uh, thing that I really like about this team, well, I'll say two things. The, the first is I think Jalen Hurts is uh, an incredible pick. I think that – Big agree. I, I think that I, he was who I was targeting. Um, I know that T- Telford really likes them, so I was – watching out for where Telford was going to draft. Um, and when uh, jumping ahead, but when Herbert fell into my lap, I, I couldn't pass on that. Um, but I, I do think that Jalen Hurts, who we know isn't, he's not a top five quarterback in the NFL. He's probably not a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. But fantasy, with that running talent he has, and with A.J. Brown on the team, I, again, injury aside, I don't see how he's not a lock for a top five QB finish. Yeah, I mean, like, I totally agree. I love his wide receivers this year. I'm a big fan of A.J. Brown, seeing what he can do, if he can stay healthy. I mean, just, I I drafted Jalen Hurts in my other league, and I was ecstatic. I was so happy. Um, I think it's, like, pretty much a guaranteed 20 points a week, just with, like, a rushing upside. Like, if if he gets 70 yards and a touchdown from rushing, which is not that crazy of a stat line, especially in late game scenarios. If it's in garbage time, like, I don't know. It's a lot of upside, but I mean, the bigger issue for Joe that I'm looking at is I just do not like his running backs. You got to think 
you again fall victim to, uh, you know, Joe is going biting every year on Ezekiel Elliott. Um, you know, I think, again, Ezekiel Elliott, if you just go back last year, he was on his way down. He looked like Pollard was rising. It looked like literally Zeke might be uh, the, might be a backup or might be traded or might be signed somewhere else. And then the Cowboys hand them this massive contract. So you know Joe's following the money here. You know the Cowboys. Zeke is the clear RB1 in Dallas. Pollard is the best handcuff in all of football. Uh, him and Madison, I think, are both guys you want to have regardless. Um, but but Zeke, regardless, I, I think the Cowboys are – I think this is a classic case of Jerry Jones just biting for, you know, what's exciting, what the fans like rather than just, you know, what's plainly in front of us, which is that I I don't think Ezekiel Elliott is even a running back that, you know, is – I wouldn't put him in the same echelon for sure as uh, – pretty much every other team's RB1. I think Joe probably has the weakest RB1 uh, looking at these teams in the league. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, especially with Cam Akers there, like big injury risk. like So many question marks. Zeke, granted, started off great last year, but then he got injured, but he was just like, oh, I'll, I'll fight through it, you know? But now it's like, yeah. oh, like he just did not look good compared to Tony Pollard. Like he was just missing a step. Like, oh. I don't know. Um, you I'm, know, Joe, Joe, Joe did. Uh, Joe, Joe's bench is, is pretty solid, and you know he went for uh, a late tight end, which um, I'm personally uh, quite in favor of. Um, but again, if 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 you don't have um, this is to be honest with you, this is the type of team that you look at it and you would have thought he would have been able to have a staple at tight end for having sacrificed um, this these kind of RB question marks, you know. You would expect to see a Kittle here, usually, I feel like, uh, or a Mark Andrews. Um, but instead, you see um, another, you know, another thing that will, Mike, Mike Gusecki, who's going to be um, maybe out Joe's team in a few weeks. He's, Joe's going to be streaming the tight end this year. Um, and it's, it's going to be hard for Joe to come by a ton of wins this year, I think. I, 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 love, I love the QB choice. I love the wide receiver room. But at the end of the day, What's what's gonna bring you those consistent points every week in fantasy? It's 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 your RBs. Moving on to number seven, we have Will Frankie, who is the newest member of the league. He just finished his first season last year. We loved the addition. I think uh, this league, uh, just as a, a side about the league, um, I think we all want a twelve-man half PPR league. That's the gold standard of fantasy. I I, I really want to keep this league at twelve. And, you know, that, that 12th spot was, was, was difficult. I mean, we all love the Pitts man, but he, his heart was not in it. He had um, what I believe are uh, his uh, middle-of-the-pack finish and a last-place finish. Um, he just wasn't very active. And, and uh, I got to say, Frankie's been a great addition to the league, big chirper. Uh, he's been trying to rustle up this Battle of the Wills with Tamke. Uh, definitely gets under his skin. He brought the quinoa to the uh, draft party, which if you were not there – you really missed out on, uh, on on quite the healthy treat, quite the healthy treat. Um, fire quinoa. <laughs> <laughs> looking looking at his team, he decided to keep Derrick Henry, which I think is a strong keep. He's definitely, I think, being a little undervalued right now. But um, that is one of those guys who he's on your roster. He's on your roster. He just makes you're looking at your roster, everything around it. He just kind of is a 
center of gravity. He just makes you feel like you have a chance to win every week because you have Derrick Henry on your team. Yeah, I mean, oh, God, he is an animal. Like, he is just – he is so good. Yeah, I just – he's playing the most physical sport, and he is the most physical person on the field. Like, it's just – Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's, exactly. It's not, I mean, which, which you don't see on offense – um, and you know, uh, going beyond them, I think some other things that, um, I liked about this team personally is, I mean, that Michael Pittman at wide receiver two Big is phenomenal, That's awesome. phenomenal. I, would, I mean, I wouldn't be mad as him as a wide receiver one, honestly. Yeah. I, I, I mean, CD and Pittman are probably a one, a one B on that team. I, I do like CD situation a lot with that depleted core and the Cowboys are always going to be. A dynamic offense, um, as we talked about earlier, I think that that Pollard Zeke combo um, is uh, at the same time limited, but at the same time going to keep things moving. So you probably opens up the passing attack. Um, I I really this is another team whose wide receiver room I really like. Um, he's got Juju at the flex, who is a bit of a gamble role, but again with with these kinds of wide receivers, you absolutely take that gamble. And um, you know if Juju ends up filling in whatsoever what Tyreek was in Kansas City, which obviously he's not. He's going to be running different routes. We're going to use his speed differently. But if Juju becomes, you know, the second option to Travis Kelsey, um, he could be the best flex in our league. Um, yeah, I mean, I was I was hardcore targeting Juju this year. Like, it just it, – I mean, it just didn't work out. But, like, I love the Juju Smith pick. Um, he's got he's got the bills as well, which obviously we we kind of sleep on the defense and the kicker in fantasy, but couldn't go through his team without mentioning that he has what is the consensus defense one right now in uh, fantasy. So that is another strength that I wanted to mention. Um, I guess beyond that, uh, I think his bench is fine. There's some guys that yeah. there's some guys that 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 could break deliver value. Uh, you got Hunter Renfro, who is uh, losing value this year because of Devontae Adams, but who knows what's going to happen there. You got Melvin Gordon III, who becomes a must-start if Javante uh, goes down. Now, he could. Yeah, I mean, it, it's not a sexy pick, but I like I like Melvin Gordon there. Uh, and then, you know, Russell Wilson is a bit of a question mark. I think everyone's kind of hoping we get a Peyton Manning-like situation. It's just the situation's so comparable. You got a superstar who's in the last few years of his prime mm-hmm. – um, who kind of needed a fresh start, coming off an injury year. He's coming into a team that hasn't been that great for a while, but it's kind of always been just at a QB. I mean, Russ is one of those guys who could really have one of the best QB seasons this year. So, again, it's a it's it's a solid team. Yeah, I mean, like, I wouldn't be mad. A lot of potential. I mean, I mean, Derrick Henry, when he's healthy, is just like, he's a game changer. Like he can just drop 30 so consistently. What I don't like about this team is that I think he had, uh, I think Frankie had a very poor fourth and fifth round decision. This is my personal decision, Jack. I don't know how you feel about these two guys. He drafted Montgomery at the four and Darren Waller at the five. I had Darren Waller in all three fantasy leagues last year, which obviously he was a bit of a disappointment. He was being drafted as um, the third tight end, the fourth tight end. Um, and he ended up delivering, you know, a, uh, what I believe was, oh, it was because mostly because he was injured, but he ended up delivering the 19th best tight end performance. Uh, and when he played, he was fine. He had two huge weeks, but, um, 
His week one was so good. He got like what nineteen I, targets last year. He literally won me every single game the first week. I would have lost all three of my games uh, in my three leagues last year if it wasn't for that performance he had. And instead, he won me all three. So it was a great start. I can absolutely say he gave me that week, but it was a disappointment. And you mix that with Devonte Adams in town. Um, you know, you, he is gonna be in a situation where you know maybe. Targets go away. Maybe coverage goes away from him to guard Renfro and Devontae Adams. I think Waller's still the clear second target on the team. And he's going to be in some shootouts. Mm-hmm. He's in that AFC West that we really like. But um, I, if, if Darren Waller was on my, uh, was the top pick at my, uh, the top available option at my draft pick, uh, I'm just, I'm just going to punt on tight end and just wait till the I- end. I fade him. Uh, And then David Um, Mopportunity. I am just so worried. (laughs) I am so worried about his potential in this Bears offense. I I really think this Bears offense might just be Darnell Mooney and Cole Komet. I mean, I like David Montgomery because they are just not running Khalil Herbert in the preseason. And he's got the talent, but it's just like, can the Bears be in games where they need to run the ball? You know, like, obviously, I love Darnell Mooney. Like, he's a two-lane product. He ran, like, a 4-3. Like, he fell. He fell to the fifth round just because he was a little undersized. But he has shown that he can be great, you know? Like, I had him in both my leagues last year. But, oh, like, just, I would fade the Bears. Too many question marks. Too many question marks. Except for Cole. Gotta fade Cole the Bears. I, liked, I like Cole Komet this year. So, so, so yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't have anything too bad to say about this team. It's just still not a team that I'm super excited about. Moving on to our sixth, um, we get up to that next tier, the, the second tier. Yep. Um, the uh, start us off with uh, Zach Let's Telford, um, who every year Telford's been this. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> love love oh telford's God. team this year it is so nice <laughs> it is why is telford so good because you know he's 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 doing those sketchy financial deals like that's he... true that's valid <laughs> telford stayed for the whole draft on zoom for like three and a half hours the whole time he was doing he was on a sketch. he was on a different he was on a different phone call for most of <laughs> <laughs> He is, uh, he is a, he's a fan favorite. You know, we every league's got to have the guys who just aren't active uh, no. in the chat, but he is I, – I wouldn't want him any other place. Telford was uh, a guy who on draft night, um, I think a lot of us kept saying, wow, I really like Telford's team. Um, so we were, nice. It was, oh, I really I, like this team. I think it was, it was more so seeing, um, seeing just the order he's getting guys at, at the value he was getting them. I think I think something to say for sure about Telford is that he had great draft value. You know, he had a lot of guys that um, probably should have gone earlier, like the fact that he was able to get uh, Nick Chubb um, in the third round, in the early mid third round. That is insane. Um, he he held on the Cooper Cup, which um, absolutely cannot fault him. Cooper Cup literally just had statistically the greatest season a wide receiver has ever had in fantasy. Um, it was so a joy he, to watch it last year. Like, oh. So I, I understand. Uh, I, I, I don't think there's any way he repeats that, but I, I do think that um, it's hard to not call him the number one wide receiver uh, for this year. 
Um, and then, uh, yeah, I mean, I think we, we like some of the things he was doing here. Uh, Alan Lazard, you know, he, we're all wondering where the target's going to go in Green Bay without Devontae Adams. I think Lazard, uh, you know, Great. has a good chance good to fact. be that dude. Um, but uh, I also think that you could play Chase Edmonds at the flex too, or Pollard uh, if uh, Zeke is at a question mark. Um, he'll have a good flex rotational, uh, even though none of those flexes are going to blow you out of the water, but he's going to always have someone on deck. Um, again, Chubb as uh, RB2 is uh, phenomenal, especially for having, uh, especially for having Cooper Cup, um, and you know he's got he went solid on the wide receiver two and the tight end, Mike Williams and George Kittle. Um, you know I I'm I'm pretty excited about this team. I think this is a very good team. I think Telford is a good fantasy player. I think this might be the year that uh, Telford makes a playoff run uh, if he plays his cards right. Um, but uh, I guess my issues with this team come down to those two guys at the top. Uh, you got Kirk Cousins, which, you know, yep. I, I, I know we all think Kirk Cousins is a little uh, underrated maybe. But uh, as a fantasy QB, that's a guy who just lives on the waiver wire. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. you, might, you might as well have just not drafted a quarterback. Um, I would prefer Derek Carr as my starting quarterback, who I see he has. But, like... Yeah, um, I, I think there is a very much a... a uh, you know, a bit of a swap there. Um, so it, I would probably go for an upgrade here if I was Telford. Clearly Telford is undervalued the QB. We know he wanted Hurts and he did not get him. So he ended up just punting all the way to the end. Um, and then Leonard Fournette, who I do have in one of my keeper leagues. Um, I, I think uh, Fat Lenny has a chance to really do something uh, uh, resembling last year, this year, especially – you have no more Ronald Jones question this year. He has the backfield clear for him. I think Telford got him, you know, where, where he's going. But uh, end of the day, I think that uh, he is not a strong RB2. To me, sorry, he's not a strong RB1. To me, he is the second worst RB1 in fantasy. And if you don't have a strong RB1, uh, you always you always feel a little shaky. Yeah, it's like luckily you got Nick Chubb. I mean, uh, Leonard Fournette's biggest perk is that brady likes him brady trusts him yeah he is and he gets the dump offs like brady loves leonard fournette and you saw it last year i mean i would say like telford probably had the best first five picks out of anyone yeah i don't don't think that's a i don't think that's a hot take like Um, man just did not miss like no 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 flubs like he didn't re i don't think he reached on anyone he just took who he had Plus, like, he got my favorite, like, late-round running back, Chase Edmonds. Again, right. it's like, follow the money. Who are they paying this year? It's Chase Edmonds. They got a, a offensive savant in Mike McDaniels this year. Like, I am excited about him. Tony Pollard, obviously, we all watched him last year. He was great when, his, when he was able to play. Um, if I was him, I would drop Russell Gage and Boston Scott, but that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> um, like I, I don't know. There's someone better. And then Jarvis Landry's always performed. Um, I think in the late rounds, you just you got to go upside, and it's kind of like drafting AJ Green. It's just you know who they are, you know what they are. Like you're not you're you're reaching for the stars in your late picks. You know, if Nick Chubb ends up being a top even ten RB, and Leonard Fournette can be a top fifteen RB, then that won't be an issue. 
Um, I'm just a little worried about, about the weakness there. And then, of course, at QB. Uh, moving on to our number five, we have Will Tamke. Um, I you in summer. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> why, why when I met you in the summer? Uh, you know, I just, it reminds me, it sounds like a song that Will would listen to. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. Uh, all right. right. Stop the sharpening there. (laughs) I had the pleasure of drafting right next to Will Tampy this year. He was number one. I was number two. And, uh, you know, besides the Javante Williams, I didn't really have any worries. (laughs) He never was snaking my players. I mean, maybe Jalen Waddle, but uh, I don't know. How do do you feel about his team? This is a team that I I think we both – I think we both um, think this is a very impressive team from Will. I think that that number one pick really did him a lot of favors, um, doing getting to you know have that back to back pick every every uh, time he drafted. Um, you know, for instance, like when he could get uh, Keenan Allen and Javante Williams together, just two very strong picks. Um, Keenan Allen, of course, a league legend for tearing his ACL at, when he has a lot of promise to start the season. So. Uh, knock on wood for, for, for our good boy Tamp. Uh, and, uh, you know, he's, he caps it too. Uh, we all thought that it was a very disciplined move by Will to not go for Josh Allen's or Mahomes and his second and third pick. But it's the classic Will Tampke. It's like, Oh, I got my, got my RB and my wide receiver. Let's go get number one. Yeah. But, but, um, this year he waits and this is exactly why, even if you want a good quarterback, just, just wait a little bit if, if especially if you just, you just come. look like, they'll come to you like i was able to get joe burrow in like the sixth seventh round like it's just it's i mean possible, i mean you know? there, there sometimes you just have to look and and this is i think qb and tight end because there's you just have one of them those are the positions where you just look at drafting between your next pick and you say all right i don't think that i think that there's a lot of guys that are going to be picked before the guy I want, or the guys I want, of course, because you can't wait twenty picks for the one guy you really want. You got to have a few backup options. And sure enough, Will gets Lamar Jackson, who um, you know another guy that I think is being a little disrespected this, this offseason. I mean, I think he's going to be another again a guy that I think is is um, another guy that uh, should be primed for a top five finish. Um, I personally have um, Allen, uh, Mahomes, Herbert, Hurts, uh, and Jackson in my top five, and no. Particular order, um, but uh, I would I would consider all of those guys slam dunk QBs that you start no matter what the matchup is. You hope he's not injured, and if he's not, then you have your QB set for all your fantasy weeks except for the one week that uh, he's on bye. Um, I think I think I think uh, of course CMC is is a gamble, but I think it would have been probably. I wouldn't have blamed him for drafting Eckler. Uh, I just CMC ceiling is you, you you play fantasy to win. You don't play fantasy to get fifth place or to not be bad. And CMC is a guy who will win you. And he may lose a league if he's injured uh, yet again. But um, you got to play to win, especially if you're a guy like Tamke, who has consistently been, you know, a seven and six team, a six and seven team. You know, you, you, you can't draft for those high floors. Uh, you, you do that in some places, but with your big guy, I, I really applaud Will for, for making that move. Yeah, I mean, I was surprised Tommy didn't want to keep him. Uh, like, that's 
I mean, that's just taco work right there. But, you know, I'm glad Will could have gotten him. I mean, I, I love – he snaked Javante from me. Like, he uh, – I was not – I was expecting him to be there at the beginning of the third. That's true. And he wasn't. So I, so I had to go with another person who we'll talk about. But uh, I love his wide receivers. Um, if Keenan Allen plays, he's great. Godwin I mean, at flex, that's legendary. Yeah. Like, again – he, his recovery is looking good. I mean, he's still got Tom Brady throwing to him. James yeah. Robinson, great. J.D. McKissick got bumped. Uh, Matthew Stafford as a backup, always good. Um, would not want Amir Abdullah, but that's just, that's just Will. <laughs> you did have Will make some silly picks, um, which he's prone to do. Uh, Will was tired. He, he did a weekend of uh, of <laughs> drilling at, uh, at, at uh, Military Fort Riley in Kansas. Um, so you ended up getting – Matt Gay drafted pretty high because of his last name. Um, you yep. get Amir Abdullah drafted whatsoever because of the alma mater. Will saw Abdullah at the top of the alphabetical page of RBs. Uh, otherwise, he would not he have made, been. He made a mental note. He, <laughs> he would not have he been. Like, I'm getting, and then he, he like, drafted. And then he drafted uh, Eric uh, Zukanma, who he only drafted because again he liked the last name. He thought it was funny. Um, <sighs> So it's like, Will, Will you pay him fifty dollars to be in this league? Like you can win it. The the big issue with that is that we all know Will is a guy that does not use the waiver wire unless he has to win on buy. He's a guy who no. I think in the last in all his years in the league, maybe he's made one trade. I don't think he's made any trades, but maybe he's made one trade. I'll give him one trade. Let's say that. Will's been in this league. This is gonna be Will's eighth season in this league. He's made one trade at most, I think maybe zero. And I've seen every year his total transactions come out at like seven or eight. So Will's the kind of guy that needs to do very well in the draft. Thankfully, he did here. I think top to bottom, this is a phenomenal starting roster. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I, I'm, I'm worried about the, the mid-tier bench, especially because – um, you know, I think Will's the kind of guy. Like, I'm not touching Kadarius Tony. Like it's just, I'm, I'm not, gonna, <laughs> I'm not going to see him this year. Like it's just, I'm just, I, I am just worried about Will's team sustainability. Um, not, not making those shark picks for the best guys in the waiver wire, but he is my roommate this year. So he'll be exposed to a lot of fantasy knowledge. So you might yeah, see a very, I mean, I would hope you would, but like, He'll, he'll be getting me more into college football. I'll be getting him more at the NFL. You might see a very different Will this year. If, if, if Will responds how I think he might, uh, Will could be a very dangerous team this year, which sounds crazy. But um, He's a good old boy. We all love Will. Uh, and we hope to see him do well. I wouldn't be mad at Will winning the league. It would be a little embarrassing. <laughs> I, would, I wouldn't be upset with it. You know? Now we move to our fourth consensus pick which is uh, not yours truly, but his truly, uh, Jack Spencer. So, Jack, I guess I'll start by uh, letting you defend your team a little bit. Uh, obviously, I, I value your team as well, but uh, I'd love to hear uh, a little insight into, uh, into what went into this team. Yeah, of course. So, oh, I mean, my favorite pick of the draft, obviously, Jonathan Taylor. Like, oh, he is just so good. He was, he's a Wisconsin boy. This is my third year with him. Like, I am so excited to have him again. He will not be being traded unless the offer is right. Trey Lance, uh, I think I was a really nice beneficiary. He was pro- he was getting drafted, like, around the uh, 13th, 14th 
quarterback, but like obviously no one's gonna select back to back quarterbacks. So he fell and he fell hard to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I'm really excited about like a lot of rushing potential. Uh, you know, it's why Jalen Hurts I think of him as like a diet Jalen Hurts. Like a lot of lot of potential to do well. He was kind of like a like a fantasy football darling this summer. Like there was a lot of hype being built around him, especially in a Shanahan offense. Like you're going back to RG3, like what he did during his rookie year, led by Kyle Shanahan. Um, I, so on ESPN's ADP, like rankings, because I was doing it, I was doing an online draft the other day. AJ Dillon, do you want to know where he was ranked? Currently, at, at the time of my draft, he was ranked 120-something. 125, I believe. So wow. he felt That is very huge undervalued. I mean, ESPN is, at the end of the day, not an objective uh, – it's not an objective uh, uh, consolidation of all the fantasy first. It's, it is a, a few they're staff right. members and making their picks, and it comes off as this – as this uh, consensus rankings, but it's really not, which is why I heavily suggest when you draft to use uh, some ranking um, to partner with ESPN uh, or at least, or even instead I mean, of ESPN. Yeah, like, so in our league, obviously no one's drafting on ESPN. So I snagged him around the 50th pick. Um, I mean, he, he becomes a smash play if Aaron Jones decides to go down. And I like him as an RB two. I liked him more when I had Brian when I had Brian Robinson, because I just because I really liked him. But then he got shot by some fifteen year olds in DC, which which is just awful. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he was supposed to be like a yeah. breakout rookie this year. He was heralded as the number one running back, and like, I mean, it's just a shame. Like he'll he'll play eventually. Like if not later this year, his definitely sophomore year. Like. He's on the roster, but yeah, that's just, that's bad. So I, I had to drop him, but I don't know. I like my wide receivers. Mike Evans is maybe not a sexy pick, but he's a good wide receiver. He has never gotten below a thousand yards, still playing with Brady, especially with Godwin kind of hobbled. He could get some work. Uh, and especially with no like reliable tight end, like Gronk is gone. Like at the beginning of the year, Gronk was snaking so many touchdowns from Mike Evans. It was crazy. And then uh, DK Metcalf, you know, what can you say? It's kind of like betting on talent. I think him at the fourth was good. For I think I got him in the fourth or fifth, either at the be- end of the fourth or beginning of the fifth. And it was like, I don't hate it. Um, but the real one I wanted to talk about more before we get into the bench was Kyle Pitts. Now, my season is going to hinge on if Kyle Pitts can perform at his ADP for me. Like, I took – once Mark Andrews was off the board, yeah. I knew I wanted at least him or Kyle Pitts. And, I mean, there's just no chance of him, like, swinging back around to me. So, it's like, you got to get him, you know, if you want him. So, You went early on Pitts. Uh, you did not draft him as ADP. You drafted him before his ADP in every ranking I had, which is why I was so surprised that you drafted him. Um, he does. Uh, there's some crazy stat that he uh, he was he's uh, mm-hmm. if uh, you watched any Falcons games, which I don't blame you if you haven't in the last year. But um, he they basically play yep. him a lot of times as a wide receiver. And I know what you're thinking, like Travis Kelsey is played as a wide receiver because he catches no. He plays as a wide receiver. Like he goes out 
um, in, in, in either the slot or he goes out um, to where the other wide receivers are on the outside and he runs wide receiver routes. He's literally just uh, um, he's literally just last year pro football focus ranked him as the most efficient wide receiver and he's a tight end. So, um, you know, I loved Kyle Pitts. I was going to snag him with a late I... third, but you got him way earlier than that. So, um, and, you know, like I was talking about tight end teams, usually when you go early on a tight end, you sacrifice something else. Uh, but thankfully, I think what your team is saved by is the fact that you punted on quarterback and you ended up getting, I think, a perfect complement for each other. You got Joe Burrow, high floor, and a pretty decent ceiling. Um, definitely not the kind of guy I'd want to be starting on, like, championship Sunday mm-hmm. or anything like that. But he's got a decent season. And then you have Trey Lance, who's probably the exact opposite. Trey Lance, his floor, uh, the, the 49ers just re-signed Jimmy G. I, I know they want to believe in Trey Lance, but if this season falls apart, which we don't anticipate it doing, um, Trey Lance could be on the bench uh, oh, yeah. mid-season. Oh, yeah. But, Big chance. But there's also a chance that Trey Lance is this year's Patrick Mahomes of 2018, or he's this year's Lamar Jackson of 2019, or he's this year's Kyler Murray of 2020. I mean, if you look at who's going to fill that role of the guy that's going late, kind of a young guy, and then he just becomes like a top three QB that year, that is Trey Lance. So that is probably one of my favorite parts about your team is that I really love your QB situation and you did not have to spend pretty much anything on that. Um, Of course, anchored by Jonathan Taylor, who uh, statistically we should not anticipate him repeating as the RB1, but there's no one else I'd rather have on my team than Jonathan Taylor. Um, Where where I start running into issues with your team has to be your wide receiver room. Um, Really? Personally, personally, I I think that if you draft a guy like Mike Evans, who, you know, you, you kind of hope is going to, you know, be able to produce crazy with Godwin gone, but it looks like Godwin's coming back soon. Um, Mike Evans, we all know how it goes. Mike Evans one week is going to get you like five points and another week is going to get you like 28 points. Mm-hmm. So obviously that's a guy that's worth having on your team. But I look here at DK Metcalf and Rashad Bateman and I see two other guys who could fit that exact bill. Yeah. And Kyle Pitts, by the way. I see I see all your receiving options Big boomer bust being league. guys. Being guys, yeah, you could score like 60 points in a week. You could also score 150 points in a week. Um, and I would like to see a little bit more stability here. And you add on, of course, say you start Trey Lance one week and it's just the wrong week to start Trey Lance. Or you start A.J. Dillon one week and he's not getting the goal on carries that you're kind of expecting out of A.J. Dillon. Uh, this is a team that I think is going to fluctuate wildly. I do not think that that is going to um, – <laughs> I do not think that that take is going to age poorly. I think we are going to see that. You're going to – I see you definitely as a playoff team, um, but I see you getting a few bad losses with the volatility on this team. My bigger issue, Conrad, especially after Brian Robinson went down, is my running backs are so weak. If Damian Pierce decides to not be the hype train – yeah, if if he's not the hype it's very train, true. Get, I got to play the – I got to play the waiver wires. Look, I, I – the reason um, – I also think that your uh, RB 
behind again AJ Dillon as an RB two. Again, I don't hate that. I would rather see that as your flex, mm-hmm. but um, as an RB two, I think that he I, he's startable every week. Um, and yes, you have like pretty much nothing behind him at running back. You know, maybe Damian Pierce is the hype train, but I see high risk with this team. Um, but the reason I'm not as worried about that is because your team uh, basically followed the anchor RB strategy here yep. where yep. you went with Jonathan Taylor. I mean, he is going to be such a no-brainer every week that one of your RB spots is always full. And obviously, it's always good to have three RBs at flex, three RBs starting, one of them at flex. But I think that there's a lot of potential, like you said, for like a Rashad Bateman or a DK Metcalf to be a great flex where you can be going with your you can be going with your wide receivers and you just need that one guy to fill that RB2 role. So I don't I don't hate that setup. Um, yeah, you you did kind of um, you did kind of go pretty weak on the RB2, but I like I like the idea of uh, running with AJ Dillon and hoping that by the time it's his bye week or maybe if he's not seeing as much production or if he's injured uh, Damian Pierce is ready to step in and serve a very solid RB2. So I can't hate too much. We're, we're now at the top tier, the top three players in the league. And, uh, you know, uh, I guess appropriately following Jack, we have me, uh, Conrad Mojica, at the number three oh. position. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I uh, would love to briefly go over this team and share uh, some of my thoughts. So, um, this RB1 and RB2 mix, I every time I did a mock draft, um, it was almost always impossible to get Mixon and Kamara coming from that 10 that's to, that, yeah, that's to that 3. That's a great um, two-punch. Right. Mixon was being taken just before I picked, and then sometimes Kamara would be available in the second round. Sometimes he would get taken by someone at the, at the turn. So I did not go into that draft uh, – like banking on that and when I got that I just I I felt bold to do anything else around that because with my two running backs I I believe that I have the best starting running back situation in the league and I, I don't think it's that controversial to say I mean of course I agree uh, I agree uh, you got you, you we'll have a, a couple more teams to talk about here but I think Mixon and Kamara Kamara uh, it's really the only reason his value has gone down because people are worried about the potential suspension, but I think it's becoming clearer and clearer every day that that suspension is coming next year. Um, so maybe Kamara won't be a great keeper option, um, but he, I think, completely delivers his RB1 value this year. Um, could not have asked for a better running back situation. And, and Mixon, you know, I mean, Cincinnati, the, 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 the way is clear for that Cincinnati offense to be the most explosive offense in the NFL. So... These running backs are going to be guys that I'm going to be happy with every year. And then beyond that, Elijah Mich- Mitchell at the flex, another running back I was very happy to get. Mm-hmm. Um, he's To me, he's a quintessential strong flex where he's one of those guys who, um, you know, maybe his ceiling is a little low, um, but but on the San Francisco team that has title hopes and is going to, again, it's that stock in those two West divisions, um, that is a guy that I am very – happy to have um um i was also very happy about my quarterback i mean i did not again i kind of thought i I thought i would go the jalen hurts route um and wait on my qb a a few rounds but um you know i i had drafted 
I was in the fourth round and I wasn't going to pick for another 20 or so picks. And this, who I think is someone who could definitely finish as the best quarterback this year. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, of course he, he's, he's the next Josh Allen. Like he is the, uh, right. everyone's, he's everyone's golden boy, you know? Right. He, he, he doesn't have the, he doesn't have the same running potential you have with some of the, my other top five picks, but he, he is just, I mean, just a, a healthy Justin Herbert all season. That may be the highest floor of any quarterback in the NFL. I agree. Um, uh, oh, floor. Yeah, I agree about a floor. Yep. And, uh, you know, for, for wide receivers, I was happy to get the value I got. Um, A.J. Brown is, again, a bit of a gamble. Uh, two, honestly, two gambles here. A.J. Brown, you have him being clearly the best option now in Philly on a Philly team that we're excited about. But again, I talked about this wide receivers in new situations. Um, things can be vi- yeah, yeah. things can be very different. AJ Brown athletically is probably one of the best players in the NFL. But you know, who knows where the targets are going to go in Philly this year? Jerry Judy is another question mark. Um, it's betting on his. Uh, it's betting on Russell Wilson. It's betting on Russ, and it's also you know like Russ has shown the ability to foster two. Guys, two wide receivers that you start every week with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Um, I personally like Cortland Sutton a little bit more than Jerry Judy to be the first option oh, in Denver. Big time. Um, but Judy could fill that role if he has a good rapport with uh, with Russell Wilson. And, um, you, you know, I, I think Jerry Judy is one of those guys that can win me some weeks. Um, he could also really disappoint. He might end up being a bench writer. Um, but that's kind of the issue here is that, um, you know, I, I got, I got Elijah Moore, who I think is a very solid potential wide receiver, probably pretty low ceiling. Then I have Julio Jones, who's going to be a total dart throw. Um, and then Rondell Moore, who, you know, one of those other guys that usually lives on the waivers. So I think where I start identifying some weaknesses is that, um, as every team has, you got to have a few positions that you got to kind of monitor each week, see where things are going. You're just not getting as much value from. And then, of course, uh, tight end. I love Cole Komet this season just because he is being drafted as, like, the tight end 12, the tight end 13. And, um, again, as you and I talked about, that Bears offense, um, I think that he is probably the second option, uh, again, in a very bad situation, but he's probably the second best option. Um, and then I got to mention, I got, I got uh, the highest paid kicker in NFL history, <laughs> Justin Tucker, and that 49ers defense who's – First few games are against like They're the nice. Seahawks and the Bears. They are nice. So I I feel this team's gonna come out the gates and just be I I personally believe that my team will be the highest scoring team out of the gate. But um, I guess I am a little worried about some of these new situations that guys are in. Um, I know that I personally this draft went about as good as I could have expected. Um, but yeah, I guess I guess Jack, uh, where do you see some question marks with this roster? Um Julio, meh. I mean, obviously the talent's there, and with Russell Gage going down, it's nice. Uh, love the Herb Smith Jr. pickup. I think that has, like, a lot of potential in Minnesota, especially if they just air it out this year, which is looking like they'll do underneath their new head coach. Um, love the Elijah Moore pick. He is fun to watch. Um, and then, yeah, really my only question mark is Jerry Judy as a wide receiver, too. Uh if we're picking someone in the backfield, I'm taking Cortland Sutton every day, which I'm sure we can talk about next with uh, the LQ Long Boys. But uh, yeah, no, I like your team a lot.
Yeah, I'm. I am. I am very excited about this team. Definitely. Um, definitely a few guys on this team that I found myself uh, mocking a lot, and um, I'm. I'm two drafts in so far with my fantasy draft process, uh, uh, interleague wise. But definitely a few of my guys here. Um, but yeah, now now we're going to move on to um, the last two teams. Um, as Jack mentioned, the number two team we have on our list is Adam Kistler. Um, Big time. Love you, boys. See ya. Ready? Love you, boys. See ya. Ready? <laughs> you know, it's just a loving guy. I, lo- I love love me some Adam Kistler. Just a, just a hard guy to root against, you know? Um, I, gotta, I, gotta, I gotta go first on this one because he was drafting right next to me. He, this dude, he snaked me twice. I uh, was so excited to get Cortland Sutton. He was following to me. He was like a, he's a great wide receiver two, wide receiver one. Oh, and then he just ended the bet, end of the fourth round. He said Broncos country, let's ride, and I knew it was over. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and it, same, same with Mark Andrews. Like I would have loved to take Mark Andrews yeah. at the end of the second, um, but it just didn't work out that way. So I had to pivot. And I should have seen that coming. Honestly, uh, I know Adam has Adam the past couple of years and loves him, but. I don't know. I think if there's an argument to be made for two best running backs, Conrad, he might have you beat. If if anyone, maybe maybe Telford, but like, I don't. I didn't want to spoil this team, but that was the that was the team I was uh, I was referencing when I was saying this is the other team that I I think because I think Eckler again Eckler is there's no question he's very high floor. Cat's gonna catch a lot of passes. Gonna get a lot of touchdowns. Um, and you know. He's, he's not going to probably have a lot of weeks where he's just winning you the week, but he's probably going to have enough weeks where he's getting at least 15 points that he oh, yeah. that he can just fall into the RB1 uh, or RB2. Um, Plus, he's a big fantasy supporter. He knows he, that's always fun to have. He does, like, auctions and uh, raffles if you have him on your team. You know? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we got to love Eckler. I mean, that I, we all know that the – the Chargers, the the little brother of the AFC West, uh, <laughs> has always has always had really good culture with their running back, uh, with those backfields. Uh, they they just have a, have a great group of guys. Um, James Conner obviously is a guy that I think would be the RB one on about half of these teams, um, yep. and that is again just very impressive out of Adam getting him in the third round. And we talk about Cortland Sutton again, not right now. That looks like a pretty unsexy wide receiver one, but a fourth round cut Cortland Sutton is exactly where you want to be getting Cortland Sutton. I think you and I, again, we're here on consensus here. He is going to be Russell Wilson's first option in that, yep. a- in that AFC West. Um, Darnell Mooney at the flex, another guy I think you and I are pretty high on another guy we think is being undervalued. And even if Darnell Mooney doesn't fully come through, um, he's got Deandre Hopkins uh, who's, who's suspended that's nice. <laughs> Who's suspended, but he, I mean, like Adam's team is good enough that after Adam's the exact team that wants DeAndre Hopkins because his team mm-hmm. is going to be like five and two, and DeAndre Hopkins is going to be coming back, and all of a sudden, Cortland Sutton, who we think is going to be the wide receiver one, um, sorry on on Denver and who will be a, a top option, he's going to become Adam's probably his wide receiver two because he's going to bring in DeAndre Hopkins, who we hope picks up where he left off. Um, that is, that is a really good setup that Adam has going there. Um, and especially again, this is a team that went 
very early on tight end with Mark Andrews. Um, and still, it has a strong roster around it. Dak Prescott, I think, is undervalued. I We know I'm a pretty big Dak guy. Um, but I think <laughs> if you're going to wait till like, the ninth round to pick a QB, um, Dak is kind of exactly exactly the kind of guy you'd want there. Um, the issue the issue I'm having with his team right now is gotta be that there's just if if Dak's just not performing he's kind of SOL. Like yeah, the key to a good team is like you draft consistency first, and then you throw it when you get back. You grab one of the younger guys. Right. So like, I don't know. I think that could be an issue that he runs into later. But like besides that, he's looking great. Well, I, uh, I think I think a Wilson. I think a glaring issue personally is Brandon Cooks. I know that. Some people are higher on Cooks this year, but Cooks is one of those guys that I'm definitely avoiding this year. But again, with Adam's situation, Cooks is probably one of those guys that's going to get you, um, you know, some weeks in the teens, some weeks with like eight or nine points, totally fine for wide receiver two, enough to hold down the fort while he waits for DeAndre Hopkins to get back. So this is this is uh, uh, this is another team, team that has that has a that has a title. Um, Adam some uh, Adam sometimes tries to claim. Back-to-back titles. Uh, he tries to, to vacate uh, Peter's title. To vacate you. <laughs> Final team. Uh, oh God, Conrad. There's a lot to be said here, but uh, uh, he was uh, our consensus number one. Uh, not unanimous, but consensus. We both ranked him very highly, uh, and we just this is probably gotta be one of the biggest question marks our league has ever had because um, a real real big slap in the face for, for <laughs> I'll, conrad <laughs> i'll i'll take some credit here i i drafted for tommy and i didn't just go for the chalk i went for um you know i was trying to build a team that i thought one would be the type of team that i would draft with the sixth pick which tommy had and two a team that tommy would like i feel like tommy's the kind of guy for instance that would want harrison butker so you go a little bit early on the kicker the kind of guy that wants to have a tight end that he can depend on, like Dalton Schultz. So I went a little mm-hmm. earlier on Dalton Schultz than I go on to. Um, we also gave him a guy that we don't think he would have drafted, Travis Etienne, uh, <laughs> who is uh, actually a really great pick. Uh, and then another reason I, I, I – again, a lot of this was drafting what I thought Tommy would like. And I think that Josh Allen as a QB is the exact type of thing that, um, you know, if, if you show up and you're just given a team – uh, and you have the best bad, quarterback in fantasy. Um, and then, of course, we got to talk about that first pick. I think that Tommy, with the exception of Metcalf, who had the keeper with Justin Jefferson, I think Tommy probably got the steal of the first round. Dalvin Cook, I think, needs to be drafted in the first six picks. I mean, I don't, I don't know if I would draft any wide receiver over Dalvin Cook. I wouldn't draft Justin Jefferson over him. I wouldn't draft Jamar Chase over him. And I probably wouldn't draft Cooper Cup, but that's a that's a coin toss right there. Uh, mm-hmm. Dalvin Cook is, gives us no reason to believe that he's not going to be another one of those running backs with, like we talk about, just a massive floor and a huge ceiling as well. It's just he is he is absolutely week to week going to have like one of the top three highest projections pretty much every single week because that's what we see out of Dalvin Cook and. Um, you know, the last thing I kind of want to say about this team before I turn it over to you is I just love that Debo Samuel in the second round. I am very high mm-hmm. on the 49ers this year. And Debo Samuel, Debo Samuel last season was a wide receiver too. And barely anyone talked about it because Cooper Cup had that such historic season where he was the yeah, best wide receiver of all time. 
that you have Debo Samuel, who I'm, if uh, memory serves correct, had the fifth best wide receiver season of all time, <laughs> was overshot any other year. Debo Samuel probably ends up skyrocketing in value because everyone knows he's he was a wide he's receiver. A one from last year? Pick. Exactly. So I think Tommy got two absolute steals. Probably the best pick of the of the first round. And uh, I think Kamara in the second round by me is also a crazy steal. Mm-hmm. But I think I think Debo in the second round is just is it's insane. I mean this this team also, not to mention I guess the bench. There's I just don't have any issues with this bench either. It's it's a it's a very solid bench. Again, Tommy's probably not a guy we can expect to making a ton of moves. I think he has a lot to work with here. I uh yeah, I mean I Big agree. I would. I mean, let me look at Telford's team. He he has a good shot at just having the top five. Like, like if we're going QB, RB, RB, wide receiver, wide receiver, and throw honestly throw tight end in there too. He might have the best just like starting. And I love like when you picked Ramondre for him, I was upset. I really <laughs> wanted Ramondre Stevenson. He is so good. His tape looks like insane, especially if Damian Harris like gets more like wear on the tires. And like DJ Chark, I know he's in Detroit, but like he's a good player. Like he is not right. he is not bad at all. Jacoby Myers, not a sexy pick, granted, but a great floor. Um and then like Michael Carter, great season. And then like I don't know, Tyler Lockett always He's a boomer bust guy, but you know, if DK decides to go down, like there's no one else that they're gonna be throwing to. So it's like I don't no. know. Great great job drafting for like probably the worst fantasy player in the league. <laughs> we we need to talk about about Tommy's biggest weakness, which I mean I'm not even joking here. It's it's Tommy. Tommy is the biggest weakness I know. of this <laughs> team. Uh you know Tommy is a team. Tommy is a team whose all time record is 13 and 41 oh. at least as far back as the standings go which are oh. four seasons this is the fifth season of when we have record keeping so oh. and uh <laughs> those earlier seasons weren't particularly great for tommy either i i don't necessarily <laughs> remember how good he was I, I don't think he made the playoffs tommy has shown a general <laughs> loss of interest in fantasy sometimes he's a, he's a fan um, favorite from a personality standpoint but like oh absolutely we love tommy in this league if if i get a text saying like he's not in the league anymore i'd be like yep well we we are we are so happy that tommy joined that tommy stayed in the league for this year but tommy last year (laughs) some may not remember this but tommy started i'm pretty sure tommy started like four and oh or three and oh or something like that and everyone was talking about it it was it was it was it is everyone sleeping on tommy and then uh, I came in and uh, kind of started offering some trades. And some other people came with trades. And things started kind of falling apart. And Tommy kind of lost momentum. And, you know, he ended up, thankfully, he avoided the uh, he avoided playing in the sacco because the start was just so strong that after a pretty horrible rest of the season, he still finished 5-9, and nine, which is, you know, a bad year. But that'll usually keep you out of the, out of the sacco. Um, but, but... Tommy, I mean, he again, he consistently in these last four seasons, he he has he has won thirteen games. So so Tommy is averaging, uh, he is averaging like roughly uh, three point three wins a season. Oh. 
So, I mean, what do you what do you do if, if if you're Tommy? What do you need to do this year to be able to use this roster that you've been gifted, um, and you know, not just compete, but you know, be right now what we have right now as the best team in the league. I think you spend just a combined hour throughout the week just just doing stuff that, like, I mean, he makes trades, like he's not, and he's he he's not like a ghost, but. Oh, he has such a good team that he's just like granted because he does have such a good team he can kind of set it and forget it but like you and I both know the league is won through waiver wire like yeah no I mean this this team is gonna actually if, if Tommy ends up not showing a lot of interest in fantasy again this year oh. it will be an example of why set it and forget it and a great draft will never win you a league I agree I mean it's just yeah Okay. So yeah, I that wraps up our first episode, guys. Uh, thank you so much for for tuning in. I think Jack and I both had a ton of fun doing this. I I know we've both been we've both been wanting to do this for a while, and um, just you know, we'll hit you up or, or hit us up if you want to guess on the next show. Was, um, uh, our our next lamb dunking on everyone. <laughs> our our next episode will be uh, probably recorded on uh, either Monday night of uh, two weeks from now or Tuesday night of two weeks from now. But this is your season preview. Let us guys, let us know about how you feel about it, if you want to be on the show. Um, and if you hate it, well, you're going to have to hear from us every week. Yeah, and we're just, we're going to leave you on this one. Uh, bye, guys. Ah!